Hello, uh, everybody. Welcome to, uh, a special, a special episode of Capes and Japes. Um, a couple things right off the bat. Um, I have just moved, uh, two days ago. Um, so I don't have a rug for my new bedroom yet. And I found out yesterday during D&D that, uh, the hardwood floors make my voice sound very echoey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... You sound like you're sitting in an empty warehouse. <laughs> I'm not! I'm in, like, a room with furniture. Are you sure? Who can say? My new apartment is an empty warehouse. Um, I've done what I can. Hopefully... I will be able to deal with this by next week, but if not, just might be weird audio for a little bit. Um, I also have no more dog sounds, but there might be some distant, like, car sounds because I'm no longer in the middle of the woods, um, which, unlike the dogs, are not in my house, but also unlike the dogs, I can't get up and tell them to stop. Um, <laughs> Olivia, every time a car passes your house, I expect you to run outside and yell at it to stop. I'm recording a podcast! Um, stop it, everybody. Stop driving by my house. <laughs> get out of here! Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, this is also a special episode um, because we're kind of breaking from our usual format, um, because, uh, you have, I guess, kind of a special book report for us. I guess you could call it a book report. I call it a verbal Tumblr post. <laughs> um. <laughs> are, are all book reports not just ultimately Tumblr posts? I don't think you can start a book report with buckle up, chuckle fucks. <laughs> I wish you could. It is my first bullet point on my notes. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. We're sticking, really keeping with the brand. <laughs> I, the fun thing is, I wrote this, and then I belatedly realized that it read like a Tumblr post. So I think it's just, this is how my brain works now, after being on Tumblr for like five years. That's relatable, unfortunately. Uh, if you, um, haven't been around or you saw the title of this episode and was like, Oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'll listen to that one. Oh boy. Oh. Oh no. I spent, I took like a week of unemployment. A week that I could have been doing anything else. <laughs> and I read almost the entirety of Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is not to say that I chose halfway through to not read parts of it, or I decided that I didn't want to read parts of it. No, I just read the parts that DC Universe had available to me because I did not care enough to look up anything else outside of it. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So I read whatever they had to offer. Um, it took me like a week 
if you were in the Discord, you saw that whole journey in the Out of Context Comics channel, uh, and part of the uh, big Rick Grayson Energy channel, because there's one issue that just sucks so bad that I had to put it in our Bummers channel. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Alright. But buckle up, chuckle fucks. We're just talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths, because I read it, and I got mad, and I have to do something with this energy. <laughs> Maybe after this, it will be exercised from my body, and I will be free. <laughs> Finally. Um, do we want to talk about, like, the real, the real world backstory, or is that part of your notes? It's not. Okay. I have, um... Uh, 3,000 words and none of it is the real world backstory. Would you like to, do you have some notes on the real, I know you don't have notes, but do you have thoughts on the real world backstory of it? Yeah, just, just real quick to set the scene. Um, when DC first started introducing kind of like rebooted versions of its old characters, um, most famously, uh, Barry Allen as the Flash in 1956 was like kind of the start of like a new generation, like era of comics, the silver age of comics. Um, and, uh, also at one point, um, in a very famous issue featured him interacting with the, uh, former Flash from, like, the 40s, the Jay Garrick Flash, and revealing that, uh, that the Jay Garrick Flash actually still existed, but was in kind of a parallel universe. Um, and once that concept was introduced into the DC universe, they, like, established that, like, okay, all the current superheroes live on this Earth, and all of the Golden Age superheroes who we stopped publishing their comics, uh, they still exist, but they're on this different Earth. Um, and once they had the idea of infinite Earths, um, they did become infinite Earths because any, you know, concept that somebody had, they could just be like, oh, yeah, well, this isn't part of the main stuff because this is on Earth, like, 27. And, you know, as DC started, like, acquiring, like, different, like, comic book properties. Like Captain Marvel. <laughs> like Captain Marvel. Earth Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel lives on Earth Shazam, shortened to Earth S, and I'll never be mad. I'll never stop being mad about that. <laughs> I'll be mad about it forever. Yeah, but so they acquired these, like, you know, these other comic books and they were like what are we gonna do with these how do we fit them in they're like oh we just say that all that stuff happened on earth s um or earth whatever they decided um so this was getting to be uh very very confusing um by the mid 80s and uh marv wolfman um a writer who had uh become pretty well respected for his work on uh the new teen titans which i think was like pretty popular at a time where a lot of dc's 
sales were flagging in comparison to Marvel was like, okay, listen, this idea of all of these different, like, worlds is way too complicated. Like, Marvel's kicking our ass in sales because, like, they have a much more, like, cohesive idea of, like, all of these, you know, superheroes coexisting in one place. Marvel's kicking our ass because they only have one Earth. (laughs) (laughs) We thought the more Earths would make us do better, but it's not. Um, And so, uh, Marv Wolfman uh, came up with the idea of this character of the Monitor, who will come up, um, and uh, sort of pitched the initial concept for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was intended to get rid of this complicated multiverse thing and make the DC Universe more cohesive. Um, And in doing so, set kind of the format for a lot of comic book crossover events, and especially for DC's big crossover events. And also, just a bunch of whack stuff happened in it, which we're gonna learn about now. Yeah. Yeah, the fun thing is, um, I mean, there's some whack stuff, because my my first bullet point, as we all know by now, is buckle up, chuckle fucks. Yes. My second bullet point is, at first I tried to make a one-sentence summary, and it didn't work, so here's something. And then the summary lasts, like, five whole pages. Oh my god. So, I mean, luckily I only have six pages, so <laughs> it's fine. It's all Holy fine. Moly. We're doing okay in this house. We're doing a, having a normal one. Oh, Olivia, are you ready? I mean, I don't know if I'm ready, but we're going to go for it. So we open on multiple Earths. <laughs> the skies turn red. And the weather starts getting really dangerous. And so there's, like, a bunch of heroes that are already, like, super busy and running around. And on one of these Earths, Lex Luthor is a hero. Everybody else is a villain. It's fine. It's (laughs) one of those Earths where they're like, but what if the heroes were bad? Consider it. Consider it. Uh, Lex Luthor is a hero, and he sees the antimatter destroying his Earth. And he's like, oh... This is bad. I'm gonna send my infant son, Alexander, in a pod to a different Earth before my entire universe is destroyed. Because this looks really bad. (laughs) And, uh, there's also this dude who keeps... There's a lot going on, so if any of this sounds disjointed, I'm very sorry. It's just like that. It just is like that. Uh, and watching, like, each one of these universes being consumed by antimatter is Pariah, who's just, like, a dude in a green cloak, just appearing and disappearing and crying. Um. (laughs) Me? (laughs) Same. But he's just dragged along to tragedy after tragedy being very sad, and we'll get back to him later. It's fine. You don't need to worry about this dude for right now. He's just popping up and being all like, oh no, it's happening again. I can't save any of you. <laughs> um, so Alexander Luther is an infant baby 
and he is retrieved by a woman named Lila, who is Har- Harbinger? Is that yes. how you say the word? Okay. Uh, my brain always want to, wants to say uh, Harbinger, and then I'm like, there's not another R in there. It does. It does make sense, though, in your head. It does, and I have to correct myself every time. But uh, under orders from a mysterious man called the Monitor, mm-hmm. she retrieves this child, and she is also tasked with retrieving strategic people from several Earths that have yet to be destroyed. At this point, we don't really know who she is or who the Monitor is. And it's all very shadowy and mysterious. Great. But she just appears and she's like, hello, hero and or villain. I need you. Let's go. (laughs) Hero and or villain. I mean, she gets some of both. It's fine. Great. You gotta have a mix. Yeah, I mean, um, Simon is there. Simon with a silent P. Yes. Um, Yeah. And uh, she takes them all to a spaceship and then just kind of, like, leaves them in this large antechamber to mingle, I guess. Uh, (laughs) And in um, some of the tie-ins, this disappearing of heroes leads to shenanigans. Like, people trying to find these missing people and fighting villains. And it's wild, and some of it is incredibly unimportant, and it's a lot, and I don't know why they made me read all of it. Um, In this spaceship, the gathered people are just like, oh, hey, I know three of the people here. How's it going, Superman? Okay. How's, How's it going, person who looks like Johnny Thunder but a woman. Oh, your name is Johnny with an eye thunder? Okay. Um anyway. Easy to remember. Yeah. Uh they get attacked by uh shadow demons. It's fine. Oh. And they're like, oh no, it's a trap. <laughs> but who knows all of us from different Earths to trap us here. <laughs> and then like a bright light is just like all the shadows are gone, and the monitor's like, it is not a trap. (laughs) But my enemies are also your enemies, and so we are all attacked. Anyway, I'm the monitor. Here's what's happening. Here's my plan. Uh, I'm gonna break you up into teams. Heroes and villains on different teams. You're gonna, like, go and protect these large machines that I have made. Don't ask me how or when or why. They are going to merge the multiverses into one universe to make it stronger. Don't worry about it. Just go protect these towers. It's fine. And they're like, I don't know about this. And then Superman makes a big speech and they're like, all right. Well, if Superman says so. Well, if Superman makes a speech, then we gotta. Um, so... There's this one in, I think they're in Atlantis, and uh, Psycho Pirate, the uh, emotion-manipulating villain, is Mm -hmm. there, and they kind of get in a fight, and then he disappears, and they're just like, oh, well, he just ditched us. That's fine. It's okay. (laughs) But really, he was abducted by the Anti-Monitor, who was like, 
hey, you work for me now, and Psycho Pirate's like, cool, all right, that's fine. Who are you? Okay. And he's like, oh, I'm the anti-monitor, who is uh, the exact opposite of the monitor, which I guess <laughs> means that he's pure antimatter energy, but in a robot body, because I guess a robot is the opposite of a flesh man. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot to take in. Sure. Yeah. Um, it sure is. Uh, yeah, so they're chilling. It's fine. Um, I honestly cannot remember when backstory stuff is revealed because throughout the entire event, they're just like, ooh, you get like one little piece of this here and one little piece of this here. And then, like, because there's so many tie-ins, they re-explain the same things over and over and over again. <laughs> so, who can say when things are first revealed? Uh, so, the Owens, the race of people that make up the Guardians of the Universe from the Green Lantern comics, we've talked about them before. Uh, they're immortal, and a long time ago, one of them, Krona decided he wanted to see the creation of the universe, even though everybody else told him not to do it, because there was a legend that it would be the end of the universe. And Krona was like, fuck you, I'm gonna do it anyway. And he sees, like, a giant hand in, like, uh -huh. some mist holding, uh -huh. like, the beginning of the universe, and he's like, wow, cool, and then some stuff explodes. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, him looking at it made the antimatter universe be created, and the positive matter universe is then split into the multiverse. I don't know why him looking at this big hand made that happen, still, after reading the whole event. But it's fine. <laughs> I guess I don't need to know. Yeah. I mean, that seems like kind of an important part of it to know, but... I mean, they might have said it, and I was just so overwhelmed by the whole thing happening that it just went right over my head, and somebody might be like, Hey, I read Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I know what happened. Cool. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't. Um... But the monitor and the anti-monitor were created about when this happened. Uh, the monitor on Oa's moon and the anti-monitor on uh, Oa's equivalent planet, Quard? 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 Q-W-A-R-D? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Quard's moon. Uh, so they're just like innately connected, and when one becomes more powerful, the other becomes weaker. It's one of those. Um, yeah, you know, one of, one of those things that yeah. we all know so well. Also, apparently, Oa's the center of all the multiverses, and there's only one of them. But uh, Earth is where the crisis is happening, because comics, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's where know. all the comics are, so that's where we are. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. But then, like, uh, the per, uh, when Pariah 
did the same thing as Krona did in his un- in his universe. He was like, I'm gonna look at the beginning of the universe. Holy shit. And he saw the big hand. And he instead of like another multiverse happening, he was just gonna flat out die, and then the monitor was like, No, I could use this. Hold on. <laughs> You're immortal now, and also you have no you can't do shit until later. It's fine. You just have to watch tragedies for however long it takes for you to become useful to me. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a capital C curse. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. It seems kind of bad. Yeah, so, uh... The anti-monitor's chilling in the antimatter universe and is just like, well, I conquered Quord and then I conquered the whole antimatter universe. Now what? And then because Pariah looked at the beginning of the universe, the anti-monitor suddenly became aware of the positive matter universe. And he's like, oh, yes, please. And <laughs> just started absolutely antimattering everything, hence the crisis. So um, that's now we're going to go back to where we were with Lex Luthor, sorry, Alexander Luthor, the yes. monitor, harbinger, and psychopirate, and all these villains and heroes just, like, trying to save everything. Um, the anti-monitor also kidnaps the Flash. Um, so the Flash is just there. Barry is just there. And this is, like, right after he disappeared from his own comics. And some people thought that maybe he was dead, I think. And, but he was in the future. But he gets kidnapped from the future. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not entirely sure why he kidnaps the Flash. And then he's like, hey, so I've got... The Flash here, Psycho Pirate, you can, like, emotionally torture him. I don't give a shit. Um, it's not great. Uh, I think, like, it might be because Barry, before this, had been to other universes. So he can run real fast and get to different universes like that. So the anti-monitor's like... Well, I can't have this guy fucking up my shit. But if that were the case, why not kidnap all the Flashes? Just... <laughs> why just kidnap the one? And also, why bring him to your secret lair where he could also wreck your plans? He only had time to make one Flash prison, so he just has to hope that the other ones don't consider running around between universes. For a while, he's not even in a flash prison. For a while, he's just chilling in the dark on the floor. (laughs) Barreled. Yeah. And then they put him in, like, some goop, I guess, uh, that supposedly just, it's real sticky, so he can't get out of it. He gets out of it. Spoiler alert. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. One of the uh, shadow demons possesses Harbinger and makes her kill the monitor. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? Oh. Um, oh, okay. But the monitor is like, 
I knew this was going to happen, and so I planned for it. With my death, I am going to release the energy from my body and create a pocket universe slash limbo, and I'll drag two of the Earths in. And then the anti-monitor's like, What? No. I wanted- I wanted those Earths. I wanted that energy. I can feel that he's dead, but I didn't get his energy. This is terrible. (laughs) My energy! I wanted him dead, but not like this. Uh... And then because he's mad, he's like, hey, Psycho Pirate, you have been begging this whole time to control people because I did promise you an Earth to rule. I did do that. But uh, how about three Earths at once? (laughs) And Psycho Pirate's like, oh, oh no, this is so much. Ow, ow, ow. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, so the rest of the heroes go to the three Earths that are not in the pocket dimension. And they're like, alright, we're here to help. But everybody's controlled by a psycho pirate, so they're either, like, scared or angry. And so they're fighting and also trying to run into the antimatter. Um, it's, uh, not great. (laughs) It's also hmm. not it's also not great because there's like a few panels in there where uh Blue Beetle is just like sitting in the bug like kind of going towards the antimatter and he's like I can tell that I'm being that like this isn't my own natural fear and yet I can do nothing to stop it. Cool. <laughs> Hope somebody Love saves this. me. Um yeah, so they're trying to protect people, and they also have to, like, fight Captain Marvel, which is fun. Uh, but they do do it. I don't remember how. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now all five Earths are in the Limbo universe. <laughs> except they're all kind of, like, overlapped. Which makes sections where, like, part of New York is 1986 and the other part of New York is the Revolutionary War, and there's, like, some ways that you can get from, like, one Earth to the other, and, like, all of time and space is wacky, and for a little bit, um, it's just kind of, like, just like that. (laughs) You know. (laughs) It's just like that. Um, And uh, Harbinger is like, hey, so... I'm grabbing representatives from all six universes, the five Earths here, and uh, one that's destroyed. It's fine. So I can (laughs) explain my let's go into the antimatter universe and kill the antimonitor plan. And so we talked a little bit in the Discord already about how ridiculous this lineup is, but it's (laughs) so funny. They get Lady Quark who is the only survivor of her universe. So she is the obvious representative for her universe. Um, And Superman of Earth-1, who they say is the greatest of all heroes. And then there's the literal Uncle Sam. You know, Uncle Sam wants you. That guy. (laughs) That guy. That guy. 
there's Captain Marvel, because he's the only superhero on Earth-S. And he's also the mightiest mortal. And then there's Superman of Earth-2, because who ever said one Superman is enough? He is the legend from whom all others have come. And then we have Blue Beetle. <laughs> My man! And they're about to say, like, his accolades, like they said everybody else's accolades, and Ted's like, hey, don't do that. Don't tell me why I'm here. Just tell us, like, why we're all here. I don't want to hear this. Please. There's two Supermen here. Captain Marvel, Uncle Sam, and Lady Quark, and I'm just Blue Beetle. Please, can we just get on with it? I, I love Ted. So much. He's so good, and I have no idea why they put him there. He's so good. <laughs> but he's like, I'm just a dude without superpowers. Why am I here? I just have a cool ship. I can, like, build you something. Do you need me to build you something? <laughs> um, oh my god, I love him. Yeah, but it's great because uh, the people who can, like, fly and survive in space. Like, the plan is we are flying and going to space. Guess who cannot fly and go into space? That's right, Blue Beetle. <laughs> He's not even going on the mission. <laughs> um, but uh, they go into the antimatter universe. How, you might ask. Oh, did I forget to mention that Alexander Luther, that tiny infant from a destroyed multiverse, is apparently half antimatter and half positive matter because he vibrated through the multiverse and escaped the antimatter cloud, and also he is an adult now. Oh my god. I don't know if they ever explained why he aged so rapidly. I don't care. He's an adult now, and he's half antimatter. Oh my god. He opens up a portal. Great. They go through into the antimatter universe to fight the anti-monitor, and they don't have a fun time. Earth 2 Superman <laughs> bleeds, and Supergirl dies. <laughs> but she dies in a very heroic way. Uh, saving her cousin, Kal-El, Superman, who was not doing great. And, uh, Dr. Light feels really bad because she screamed and Supergirl heard it and came and then died. And Dr. Light is like, oh no, I did this. <laughs> it's like, well, ah! you probably would have died and Clark would have died. So somebody was dying either way here. <laughs> Also, it's, it is the crisis on Infinite Earths. There will be some casualties. Yeah, um, there will be more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but the Anti-Monitor's robot body is also destroyed, but the antimatter part of him escapes. So everyone thinks he's dead. It's fine. This is totally the end of the crisis. Oh. There's... Great! Yeah, and then we have, like, a filler episode is the only way I can think of to ex describe it. Oh my god. Because people are like, oh yeah, cool, everything's safe. Like, our five Earths are kind of still partially merged. 
and if they merge all the way without us doing it correctly, everything's going to be destroyed, but like, it's fine, we're learning to live with this, we're cordoning off the parts that go into like the deep, deep past so nobody gets eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> so important. You've gotta, you've gotta be aware of the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so then the villains, led by uh, Brainiac and uh, Earth One Lex Luthor, are like, hey, all the heroes are on Earth One and Earth Two because of all this crisis stuff. It would be a shame if someone took over Earth Four, Earth S, and Earth X, and oh then blackmailed God. the other two Earths to take them over as well. Um, so they start trying to do that, and uh, it doesn't work because, meanwhile, the anti-monitor's like, ugh, I can't believe I had to make myself a new body. So inconvenient. At least nobody here in my secret lair has the power to destroy my shiny new antimatter cannon that I'm going to use to destroy the limbo universe that those pesky Earths are hiding in. Except Olivia, do you know yeah. who he has abducted? into his secret lair. Oh, boy. Finally, it's paying off. Finally, it's paying off. He has the Flash, and Barry Allen escapes. Of course he does. Because he has just been slowly vibrating his body to get it to a frequency that the substance holding him can no longer hold him, and he is free. <laughs> and he um gets the psycho pirate to uh mind control the uh anti monitors underlings to hate him so they start attacking him so that Barry has enough time to go into the uh antimatter cannon and he uh runs so fast that he reverses the energy flow which destroys the cannon and also sends him back in time? I saw one mm -hmm. summary that said that it sent him back in time and turned him into the lightning bolt that originally gave him the powers, but I could not find that anywhere in the text, so I don't know if that's something that they added later. I have also heard that, um, so I think that might be a retcon. Yeah, I think at first he just went so fast that he died. Um, but he dies, and then, like, there's just his uniform in a pile of rubble, and the anti-monitor is incredibly mad. <laughs> so. So mad. Yeah, so the anti-monitor's like, well, maybe I'll just destroy all the worlds that I have control over right now convert them into pure antimatter energy, absorb that into my body, and use it to go back in time to create the universe. Oh my god. Oh my god. Except mm -hmm. the specter shows up to all the heroes and villains and everybody that's just like fighting over these earths and is like, hey everybody, guess what? Anti-monitor's not dead. He's doing the worst thing he could possibly do, and we have to stop him. 
Ain't that always the way? Yeah, and the villains are like, well, it could be a bluff. But if it's not a bluff, everything ends. So I guess we'll help them. This is a bad time to take over the Earths. Alright, let's go. (laughs) And Brainiac just kind of like, well, I am going to leave because I don't think they have a good chance of pulling this off. I'm just gonna shut down my, uh organic bio whatever and just be pure data for a little bit in my ship and maybe that will survive i'll just be (laughs) chilling in space don't mind me i'm definitely not gonna show up later oh to be existing as pure data in my ship yeah um so they split into two teams uh heroes and villains that's fun yeah um, it's all very Suicide Squad, because the heroes go to follow the Anti-Monitor to the beginning of time, and the villains go back in time to, uh, Ancient Oa to stop Krona from seeing the creation of the universe, to see if they can, like, not let him see it so that the Antimatter universe doesn't start happening. I still don't know why this is the plan. Um. Oh my god. But, you know, uh, the villains fail. It's fine. Oh, guys. The Anti-Monitor is in the beginning of time with all these heroes attacking him. And he's like, oh, you didn't think I would know that you would follow me? Fools, I wanted you to follow me so I can steal your energy to do what I wanted to do because I used all my energy just to get here. Krona is going to see my hand, and it'll create everything, except this time I'll just destroy everything right here just to spite you. And everybody's just going to like, oh shit, if we kill the Anti-Monitor, he has our friend's energy, and that will kill them. I don't know what to do, but guess who shows up? That's right, the Spectre. (laughs) And he basically arm wrestles the Anti-Monitor for the fate of the universe. Oh my god. Because that's what the Spectre is here for. The big old deus ex machinas. I mean, the very literal deus. Yeah. Um, And then there was a great big flash, everything just changed, and the heroes wake up and they're on Earth. But it's not um, any of their Earths. It's a new Earth. And, like, Superman of Earth 1 and Superman of Earth 2 are both there, but nobody knows Earth 2 Superman. And Jay Garrick is there, but nobody knows he's the Flash. I mean, like, the other heroes know he's the Flash, but his neighbors are like, no, you've just lived here forever. Oh my god. And so the Superman show up at Jay's house, and uh, Jay and Wally are just, like, already setting up the cosmic treadmill. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, we, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, we're gonna check this out. Uh, you wanna come with us? Cool, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. We're doing Flash stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Supermans, you wanna join us with the Flash stuff? You can run fast. Um, <laughs> can run pretty fast. Yeah, so they try to get Earth to Superman to... Earth 2? Sensibly. Yeah, no, it just opens up to the void. Oh. Yeah. And Earth well, 2 Superman. That's no good. Yeah, no, he uh he has a meltdown, because it's no good. 
It's it's very bad. That's a bad experience. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. My lowest lane doesn't exist. My earth doesn't exist. Leave me in the void. I live here now. <laughs> and uh I mean mood, but like yeah. Oh jeez, buddy. They're like, no, 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 you're coming back with us. Uh and they do get him back to the earth, and also Superboy Prime is there. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah, um, people who don't know anything about Superboy Prime might think that this is, you know, a Con L Superboy, a Connor Kent. No, it's it's Clark Kent from uh, Earth Prime, where superheroes don't exist. They're only in comic books. He grew up as a normal kid until Earth One Superman accidentally showed up in his world after Supergirl died, and there's a whole tie-in comic about it. It was a fine, it was a fine tie-in comic. Clark was exceedingly chill about all of it. It was what, he worked through some grief in that one. Um, Good for him. Yeah, I don't know why Superboy Prime was here when Earth Prime was destroyed. I don't think anybody else from Earth Prime was there. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, don't worry about any of it. Uh, but there are some people here on this Earth, and some people are not here on this Earth. Who knows who chose who is going to be here and who isn't? They did not choose exceedingly well, and they did not integrate everybody into the new Earth. So you can guess who is going to die at the end of this crisis. <laughs> if somebody's like, yeah, there's no record of me anywhere. They're probably not long for this world. <laughs> um, but the- So weird. Yeah, right? But uh, the only people who remember anything are the heroes that were there at the beginning of time. Like, the villains don't know anything. The citizens don't know anything. As far as they're concerned, this is how it's always been. Um, like, even Supergirl's death was, like, a vague obituary about, like, dying during a mission. Like, nothing about oh. a big ol' crisis. Just the biggest, the most, the most infinite of crises. Yeah. And, uh, Olivia, do you think mm -hmm. this is the end of it? Or do you think that From I've only... I'm only on the bottom of page three of my notes. Oh my god. There's so much crisis. You would think that the Anti-Monitor has been defeated, right? It seems like it. It could have been that whoever rewrote this new Earth could have just written the Anti-Monitor out of it. Since the crisis apparently never happened. But uh -huh. no, 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 apparently not. Apparently, he's just gonna steal the Earth. He steals the Earth, Olivia. Just, when you say he steals the Earth. He takes it. Uh-huh. He puts it in the antimatter universe. He's gotta stop putting stuff in there. Yeah, and then everybody on Earth is like, wow, why is the sky pure darkness? Oh no. It's shadow demons. It's all shadow demons. Oh no, they're back. 
There's so many of them, you can't see the sky. Ugh. Oh. And Olivia, do you know what these shadow demons do now? What do they do? If they touch you, you're gone. Oh, beans. <laughs> I guess DC just wanted like a simple, easy way to kill people off. They're like, oh, <laughs> they were like, shadow demon got him. Yeah, we haven't pruned enough characters yet, so we gotta just like kind of basically chuck them in the trash can. Goodbye, Dove of Hawk and Dove. Goodbye, Earth 2 Dick Grayson. You're, you're gone. Goodbye, Huntress, daughter of Batman Huntress. Yes. Ugh. So, now the heroes of Earth are like, okay, we need an actual plan this time. <laughs> and then, like, um, I don't think they ever gave them a team name in this, in this uh, thing, but, like, Adam Strange and Rip Hunter and a couple other people uh, show up at Brainiac's ship, and they're like, what is this? Oh no, it's Brainiac. Duh, this guy. Wait, why is nothing happening? And then Brainiac, like, wakes up and he's like, what is going on? (laughs) Me too. Me listening to this. They're like, you helped us during the crisis. And he's like, why would I do that? I have no memory. Wait, shit, something has toggled with my memory. I have to do a Hold on while I check everything I have. Yep, my data's weird. Something's definitely going on. Oh, so you're gonna help us? Well, I can't, but I know somebody who can! And they, like, fly off into space, and then we don't see them for a little bit. It's fine. Um, They got it. mm -hmm. Where are they going? Who knows? Uh, So they have their planned attack on the Anti-Monitor this time, and it's like, all right, we know what we're doing. Okay, you do this now. Okay, now, next phase. Next phase, next phase, next phase. They distract him. They cut him off from the star that he's gaining power from. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Luther starts drawing away the anti-monitor's, anti-monitor's antimatter energy. So, like, they can actually hurt him now. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, like, on Earth, all of the, like, magic types are stopping the shadow demons with a ritual that just, like, makes a big magic net and tosses all the shadow demons into space. So now they're not disappearing people anymore. (laughs) Uh, And then Dr. Light absorbs the whole sun's energy. All of it. The whole sun. The whole sun. And just absolutely blasts the anti-monitor with it. And, like, it works. It works. He goes down, he falls into the ruins of his old fortress, and the heroes are like, ugh, alright, cool, let's get Earth back into the positive matter universe. And Alexander Luther opens a big antimatter portal, the Earth goes through, everybody goes through, except towards the end of everybody trying to go through, turns out, Anti-Monitor's not dead yet. The shadow demons in the big magic net are pulled towards where the anti-monitor fell, and he absorbs them, and then he's back, and he kills Wonder Woman. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. (laughs) And Lady Quark and Earth-1 Superman are like, oh, fuck, nope, 
you go for Diana, you're dying, I, you're gone, and then Earth 2 Superman's like, ha nope, punch punch. <laughs> I'm the one here who has the least to lose. My wife never existed, my world never existed, I'm gonna die out here in space. Superboy Prime, take these two heroes that I knocked out, bring them, bring them home, I trust you, kid. And he's like, oh, oh boy. Okay. And then Superboy Prime gets like halfway into the portal and he's like, wait, I want to be a hero just like that. And like just throws Superman and Lady Cork through the portal and is like, I hope they're fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's probably okay. Just throw two unconscious superheroes through a space portal. Nothing can go wrong. It's fine. Um, and then Superboy Prime's like, hey, Earth 2 Superman. My Earth is gone, and I want to be a hero like you. And then there's punching, uh, mostly <laughs> Earth 2 Superman. Superboy doesn't do much. Uh, let's hop back to uh, Brainiac. Uh, oh, Because they're still out there. They're still doing stuff. Where do you think they went? Who in this universe has enough power to destroy the Anti-Monitor? Who is it? Dark side. Oh boy. That guy, huh? They went to Apocalypse. And they're like, hey, so uh this bad thing is happening, it'll probably affect you, so like maybe you should help. And Darkseid hacks into Alexander Luther. He just hacks into him. He's like, ah oh, yeah, now I can see through his eyes. Hmm, yeah, anti-monitor's gaining more energy. Uh, I guess it would be bad if he lives, so let me just... And then he hits a button and blasts energy through Alexander Luther at the Anti-Monitor. He doesn't even have to leave his planet. Oh, okay. He blasts the Anti-Monitor into the sun. Just gets him, huh? Yeah. Uh, do you think this is the end of it? Seems like not. Unfortunately, for everyone. You're correct. He does come back one more time, just like oh my screaming God. out of the sun. And uh, Earth 2 Superman just like one punches him. Uh, and um, the star starts to implode. So now Earth 2 Superman, Superboy Prime, and Alexander Luther are just like, chilling in the antimatter universe while this imploding sun explodes and superman's like well i'm ready to die in space but i guess my only wish is that my lois lane was alive to witness this wouldn't that be cool alexander luther is like well actually i overheard a conversation between you and your wife before you went to the beginning of time. No, it wasn't eavesdropping. Yes, I was hiding behind a rock. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I've had her in a pocket dimension inside my body this whole time. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Fine. And Lois is like, hey, so this pocket dimension is pretty rad, actually. Let's just all go there. And Luther's like, yeah, it's a paradise dimension. We can all hang out in there. We'll be safe and we won't be incinerated by the sun. And Superman oh. and Superboy Prime are like, yeah, yeah, um, 
Paradise Dimension sounds good. Um, <laughs> I was ready to die a fiery death, but uh, now that I have the option not to, yeah, let's go to the Paradise Dimension. Because what <laughs> else would you do? What else would you do? What else would you do? Do you think that's it, Olivia? Every time you ask me that, it seems like it is not it. Well, guess what? I psyched you out. That's it. I mean, wow. there's a short epilogue that's mostly just like, Wonder Woman wasn't actually killed by the Anti-Monitor. She just returned to the clay she used to be and was scattered across Paradise Island. Earth, Earth 2 Wonder Woman and her Steve Trevor, since nobody remembered them on Earth, went to Olympus to hang out with the gods. And those people that were killed by the shadow demons, well, we never found their bodies, but we mourned them. Well, at least the people who remembered them mourned them. And Jeez. Wally West did get blasted in there by the anti-monitor. So for some reason that made the disease that cut down on his life every time that he went fast go away. So now he's the Flash. And this epilogue is basically uh, Lila, who is still Harbinger, because after the, like, Big Bang after thing, she got her Harbinger powers back after losing them oh, earlier in shenanigans. Uh, she's collecting all this information, and because uh, she's like, the Monitor watched everything and collected all this information, so I'm going to finish his work, and I'm going to send it into space. Why am I sending it into space? I don't know. It's fine. This definitely isn't going to come back later. Um, and, like, this is so much, Olivia. I have been talking for almost an hour, and I didn't even mention any of the weird, unimportant stuff that happens in the tie-in, like the whole Guy <gasps> Gardner plotline, because it turns out that it doesn't even matter for any of the arc. That is so funny. And tragic, but like, it is very funny. I feel like because I'm me, I do have to say what happens with Guy Gardner in this. Are you down? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, let me update me on the boy. All right. So uh, basically, at this point, Hal Jordan is not a Green Lantern anymore, and he's sad about it. So he goes to Abin Sur's grave and finds Guy Gardner just digging in the dirt. And he gets really mad and confused because, one, Guy was in a coma last he knew, and two, he's digging up Evanser's grave and yelling about the ring, the <laughs> and they fight. And Hal's like, what the fuck, dude? It's, like, not even here. I had the ring, and then the Guardians took the ring. I don't- the ring's not here. And Guy's like, I deserve this power. It was gonna be me, except you were closer. I demand it, and the Guardian shows up and is like, Guy Gardner, come with us to Oa, and we can make you a Green Lantern. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I was just saying I wanted. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Because um, the Guardians woke him up from his coma to go on a mission to gather the nastiest villains he can think of and take them into the antimatter universe to destroy the spot on Quard's moon that the Anti-Monitor was birthed from. 
and Jon Stewart is following Guy around, like, Guy, please stop breaking villains out of jail. And Guy's like, no, I have to do this. It's my, like, it's the mission I'm on. And Hal shows up and he's like, no, hey, uh, stop fighting. The Guardian said this had to happen, so I'm gonna go with them. They gave me a temporary ring. I don't even have a uniform. I'm just flying around in jeans. <laughs> I'm gonna go with them and help with this mission because the Guardian's convinced me that it's important. And John's like, uh, fine. And Kat Matui's like, okay. And Guy's like, you can come, but I'm still in charge. And Hal's like, yeah, I never said I was gonna take over. Um, <laughs> and like, don't as, want. Yeah. And then, like, as they're flying off, Sinestro shows up and is like, hey, Jon Stewart, Kat Matui. So they just told you their mission, right? It would be so bad for everyone if they did that, because it could absolutely destroy everything if they destroy that spot. And they're like, hey, we don't trust you. <laughs> Except, why would you tell us this? It would affect you if everything is destroyed. So I guess we kind of trust you? Tentatively. Anyway, <laughs> let's go talk to the Guardians. Slingshot me into space. Let's go. <laughs> and then Sinestro shows up on Oa and he's like, psych! I'm gonna go destroy the spot on Ola's moon that birthed the monitor. And the guardians are like, no, absolutely not. You're gonna be in jail for the rest of your natural life. Womp womp. Yeah. Um, and then the central power battery is like, hey. And everybody's like, central power battery? You have consciousness? And he's like, yeah, so, um... Remember when the anti-monitor used me to attack you? Now I know some things that he knows, and, like, it turns out that it actually would be incredibly bad for that spot to be attacked. You know, the one you sent Guy Gardner to destroy? So maybe you should do something about that? And everyone's like, oh, wow, central power battery. Yeah, okay. You're right. I, I can see it now in my thoughts somehow. Huh. Let's go into space. And stop Guy Gardner. <laughs> Let's go into space and stop Guy Gardner so he doesn't take over Briar's life for several weeks. <laughs> several weeks? That's... A, oh boy, I wish it were only several weeks. Um, <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, uh, Guy and the villains are just like murdering the anti-monitors warriors. <laughs> and Hal's like, Hey, I'm not down with murder, actually. I don't really like it. So I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna, like, go? And Guy's like, no, you don't. I'm going to murder you. Like, he straight up says, like, Hal, I have wanted to kill you. And now <laughs> I am going to do it. He's valid. And, and then, of course, like, the Green Lanterns show up right in time to save Hal's life. Ugh, typical. Yeah, um, and halfway through this fight between the Lanterns and the villains, it's all just like, oh hey, that sun over there exploded, and now we can all just like feel that the Anti-Monitor was destroyed, 
and we don't have to do this mission anymore. The crisis is over. Great. Yeah. And then it just like ends. Oh, okay. Like that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's Great. basically it. I. It cool. doesn't. It like all it does is explain what the Green Lanterns are up to. That's all it does. Oh. Why didn't the Green Lanterns help with any of this? Well, I mean, like it's fine. John Stewart was there for part of it, but then this happened like in that lull where they thought that the Anti Monitor oh. was dead. Ah. Uh. Um. Okay. What else should I say about this event? Um. If you were in don't Discord, read it. It, yeah, don't read it. Um. If you feel like you have to read it, probably just, like, read the core issues and then maybe, like, a summary. Uh, is there anything fun? Uh, Johnny Quick and Liberty Bell, uh, have terrible timing for getting married. <laughs> they got married the day the crisis started. Oh, guys. Yeah, um, and then, uh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, gets married in the middle of the crisis. And at the, at the reception, all the heroes that were there get disappeared to participate in the, you know, the crisis. Because <laughs> uh, of the crisis. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Jade gets with uh, Brainwave Jr. in a cave. I don't know anything about Infinity Inc. I'm probably going to read it at some point. Uh, mm -hmm. The Anti-Monitor did kidnap the Red Tornado and, like, change his whole body to be a tool for him. Uh, no. And then when they try to fix him, he explodes. No! Um, so I guess that's the end of Red Tornado, which is unfortunate. Uh, my good friend Red Tornado. Yes, we all love to see him. Uh, Starfire and the Teen Titans go with some Tamaranians into space. It's really convenient because they show up right after Starfire's like, I wish I knew what was happening on Tamaran. <laughs> <laughs> and then they show Good up news. and they're like, hey, we're bro your, your parents are fine. Uh, we actually came to get you and take you home, because there's some important stuff you have to do. They don't say what it is in the tie-ins, but I'm pretty sure that this is uh, when Cory has to get married for treaty reasons. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, All-Star Squadron tie-ins were bad uh the heroes that weren't taken by harbinger have to fight a worm from a different dimension that uh stopped by to make an evil society and take over the world because he was mad that his comedic idol was actually just a ventriloquist's puppet um i hate it when that happens yeah i it's god it's a lot it's so much and i'm over it i'm mad because i started like as a, as, like, a palate cleanser, I read, like, I read the end of Squirrel Girl, and that was a good palate cleanser, and then I started reading Justice League International, which is good, it's fun, it's funny, I love it. Um, love to see him. Except, like, eight issues in, uh, there's another crossover event. It's Millennium. Oh my god. Yeah, and, like, there is no, some stuff from enough. Crisis in there, like, uh, the Manhunters get the information to blackmail the superheroes with from the stuff that Lila shot into space. Uh, and 
So now I'm reading Millennium, which I am enjoying better than Crisis. Well, that's good, at least. It's, like, it, I feel like it, um, if you read it all as, like, one book, it makes sense. And it's not as much jumping around because they ordered the tie-ins in such a way that it made sense. That's another thing that I have a problem with uh, the DC Universe collation of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It it was, like, weirdly out of order. Uh. Uh, but it's fine. It's over. I have hopefully exercised it from my body, and I can move on with this um, very long episode. Olivia. <sighs> You've done it. Do you have any thoughts, feelings? Um, my thoughts are that I am pretty glad I never actually read Crisis. And now I don't have to. I can just go back and listen to this episode and be like, hmm, I remember why I don't want to read it. Because Briar put themselves through it and it was terrible. It was so bad. It was awful. I hated it. I mean, like, there were some good parts, but mostly I hated it. <sighs> no. Ugh, just um, read a summary. It's fine. Read a summary. It'll be fine. Um, I didn't have any comics that I read because, again, I have been moving <laughs> basically since we recorded last episode. So that is where I was at. Um, I think, um, did you have anything else to add? Did you read any other (laughs) comics besides the comics you just talked about? No. No. Okay. I finished Squirrel Girl, and I read most of another DC DC event from the 80s. Um. Because that's where I am, I guess. The, uh, the end of Squirrel Girl does make me cry, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, I wish more comics were like Squirrel Girl. Oh, God. I, reading Squirrel Girl after reading Crisis on Infinite Earths was, like, a breath of fresh air, but also, like, wow, I could have just been rereading the whole of Squirrel Girl this entire time, and that would have been so much better. (laughs) It really, it really would be. Everybody just go read Squirrel Girl. Um... And also, everybody, uh, follow us online. As, um, we mentioned a few times during this episode, we have a Discord server where, uh, sometimes we live blog comics. Um, I do it anytime I'm reading comics. You can just say that. It happens. You can mute the channel if you need to. Don't mute the channel. It's great. Um... We also have, uh, you can follow us other places online, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, um, all of those are just at Capes and Japes. Send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Do not ask us about Infinite Crisis. We've exercised it from our bodies. No, Um, not Infinite Crisis. Oh god, I hate that's the I one where the Superboy Prime punches his way out of the paradise dimension and shatters everything into multiverses again? I don't know. I haven't read it. God, I, I hate, and we never will, um, I hate comic books. 
<laughs> I don't know why I talk about them every week. Um, but yes, uh, send us an email, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, join our Discord server. Support us on Patreon. If you, uh, if you have the, the means and you're willing to, you can get, uh, fun bonus episodes. You can watch stuff. You can, uh, pick what kinds of things we talk about. Um, you can, uh, if you can't do that, but you still feel like helping us out, if you want to tell a friend about the show, um, that's very cool. If you want to leave a rating and a review, uh, that's a great way to help us out. And just, uh, coming back and listening. Um, so thank you for joining us today on this, uh, this exciting episode of Capes and Shapes. <laughs> I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Don't read Crisis on Infinite Earths. God, don't. Take me as an example. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs>